Welcome to the podcast, Austin and Allie, always what, what? a Vanderbilt student and a Vanderbilt graduate, go through each Austin and Allie episode one by one. I'm Emily. And I'm Abby. And today we're going to talk about the fifth episode, Bloggers and Butterflies. Uh, but first, how are you, Abby? Uh, I'm okay. I am okay. It has been a rough week, but now it's Wednesday and I'm in the middle of it, so... Hump day, right? I'm over the hump. Yeah, yeah. Those camels. So I'm. Yep. Those are some. Those are some really funny commercials back in the day. Those were Geico commercials, weren't they? Oh, I, I'm not. I'm just thinking of the little camels. Did Geico have camels with humps for Wednesday? Yeah, it was this camel who would come up and he was like, "Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. What? What day is it? It's like hump day. Hump day. <laughs> it was like this real. And this camel would show up in all these different contexts and say this that same thing every single time. It was pretty funny. Nice, nice. Back in the day. I watched too One much One of TV. my sister's friends' nicknames is Camel, because her last <laughs> name is something that sounds like Camel. Uh, and they call her, they like actively call her Camel, and I always make lame jokes about it. Wow. Like, Camel was there. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome that you had, like, you know, someone there who didn't have to drink water for a long time. <laughs> that sort of uh, genre of jokes. <laughs> Maybe like a dad joke, but only about camels. <laughs> How are you this week, Emily? <laughs> uh, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm also all right. Uh, school's kind of busy. Work's kind of busy. Um, so I'm kind of tired, but I'm, I'm good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Uh, my getting to know each other better question for the week. Uh, and uh, audience, Ooh. I think I'm going to tweet this as well whenever this episode comes out. So you should answer too. Uh, but oh, that's Abby, great. Are you a risk taker? No. No, <laughs> not even remotely. I am a creature of habit. So... If you take me to a restaurant that I've been to before, I will order the same thing I always do. If you take me to Wendy's, I will get it four for four with a junior bacon cheeseburger every single time. If you take me to McDonald's, I will get a McDouble and a small fry. And depending on how indulgent I feel, I might get a small chocolate chip frappe. If you take me to, let's see, Penn Station, I will get a chicken salad sub. It's like, I... I know what I get everywhere I go. I get the same thing. I get the same sandwich at Subway every time. And my fiance gets on to me all the time because he'll take me out somewhere really nice. And I don't eat a whole lot. I'm a small person. So I just get a loaded baked potato and that is my meal. Anywhere you go. Outback, Longhorn, Cracker Barrel, like any of those kinds of places, it's a loaded baked potato every single time. I don't care if they have some really awesome chicken fettuccine Alfredo, I'm just nice. want my look. <laughs> uh, I'm not that much of not a risk taker, but I'm also not a risk taker, uh, which surprises people sometimes because I mm -hmm. kind of act like a risk taker. But uh, in truth, I am very cautious. So I'm, I'm a cautious driver. Mm, I don't mm -hmm. jump into water that I don't know what's underneath it because I think that's a basically wise <laughs> principle, like, you know, basic safety. Yes. Uh, when we were traveling, uh, me and my sister traveled in Europe a little bit before our brother's wedding. Um, we married a Spanish lady fun. in Spain. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was really fun. 
Um, but I was always like, don't pull out the map because we don't want people to know we're tourists. And like, you know, <laughs> always act like you know where you're going. And like, you know, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> uh, so it's true that I've traveled uh, to Chad and Niger. I have slept, you know, very close to the Sahara Desert on the floor, more or less, in a tent. <laughs> um, but uh, at, at heart, I am, I am not a risk taker. So I'm, I'm very cautious. Well, there we go. Better safe than now sorry. Now we know each other better. What about what about you, audience? Are you a risk taker? Uh, are you more like I would say Austin? Are you more like I would say Ali? Austin mm-hmm. being the risk taker and Ali being the more uh, cautious person. Uh, but you, would you like to give us a summary of the episode, Abby? Yes, indeed. So this is Season 1, Episode 5, Bloggers and Butterflies. Austin's career starts going down the drain when a mean Miami blogger who calls herself Hater Girl starts posting embarrassing videos of him on the internet. Darn that internet. Meanwhile, Des and Trish have started working at a pirate-themed fish restaurant, a la Long John Silver. And Des deep fries everything, much to Trish's annoyance. Eventually, Hater Girl is caught and turns out to be one of Allie's kindergarten classmates, still angry with Allie for writing a better song about insects, of all things, and out for revenge by ruining Austin's career. Hater Girl arranges a concert, at Des' suggestion, for both insect songs to be sung, hoping to use Allie's stage fright against her. But our gallant hero, Austin, steps in, making Hater Girl so furious that her tantrum ends up going viral, forcing her to take her blog down in shame. And Austin's career is saved along with Allie's dignity, while Hater Girl's hatred goes down the tubes, just like Sharpay's dignity at the end of High School Musical 2. <laughs> and that's the episode. <laughs> you brought it in there. You brought you brought High School Musical into it. You found a way. I did. <laughs> Always nice, do. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking maybe we could start with highs and lows, great, as an own separate segment, and then do defining moments, uh, which is different than how we've done it before. But I think maybe that'll be a little bit more uh, orderly. But it'll also get to the heart of uh, what we thought of the episode, maybe. Great. So, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, what you, was one of your highs? What, what is? Oh, you go first. well, I really enjoyed. Uh, when Des and Trish deep fried the uh, the store they were working <laughs> at, when uh, they didn't want to uh, ask for time off to go to the concert, but they uh, instead wanted to get fired because that's how Trish does it, and they yes. uh, and Des was like, "There's something I've been dying to do," and they uh, batter the whole store. Uh, I, I thought it was great. funny. I also thought it was nice how Trish and Des are friends. Yes. What about you, Abby? My high was um, most of the times that Austin and Allie were talking with each other, uh, except for the first time when she said that you shouldn't need a sign for not eating ice cream off your pants. Like, you shouldn't need a sign for that, which was funny, and that was great. But what I loved about all the other interactions they had was it was just really tender, and they cared about each other and Austin was being really nice and sacrificial for Allie and Allie was being really thankful. And I just really appreciated seeing that. And also I just thought Ross Lynch played those so well. War Murano did fine, but I thought Ross Lynch like nailed the acting there. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked those, those moments too. They were were nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> what was your love of the episode? Oh, uh, well, so I don't really like how the episode treated Tilly as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed parts of, like, you know, Hater Girl and the theme of the blog and all that, but mm-hmm. when we actually meet Tilly, um, and she obviously, or more or less obviously has some sort of mental illness and there is, like, you know, even reference to that, but I didn't really like the language they used to talk about. Mm-hmm. something that in real life is like a very serious issue. It was kind of just more of like, oh, look how uh, crazy and like insane this girl is. And isn't it hilarious that she's throwing a tantrum and she has to beat her head against the thing. Whereas like, if that happened in real life, uh, it's not yeah. something you want to laugh at. It's something you want to be concerned about, especially because she's a, you know, she's a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like she's like, it wouldn't be funny even if she was 40 years old or whatever. But like, I think especially since he's, she is still just a kid. It's even mm-hmm. more like, I know you guys are also teenagers, but come on, like, I don't know. I didn't really like Disney through this show kind of endorsing the view that like mental illness is something to be made fun of um, and not taken seriously, uh, which I'm sure wasn't their intention, but I think it kind of just, you know, continues to enforce that in people. So that was that was my love with the way that Tilly was kind of treated as a, as a character. Mm-hmm. What, ab- what about you, Abby? Uh, in a similar but different vein, I, um, I was down for the beginning of the episode where it's like this blogger, this anonymous blogger, like, oh, this is really cool and like there's some intrigue here and how do you fight a villain that you can't see? And then as soon as you yeah. see Tilly and she's like Ali's kindergarten classmate, I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, this is just kind of like a lame villain. Um... <laughs> I really didn't feel once I saw Tilly I didn't believe that she could destroy Austin's career sure um so yeah it just did the drama was not quite there for me well I really I really liked some aspects of how like the actress portrayed like there were some funny moments like when uh she's caught as like a catfish and she like Mm -hmm. flounders. I don't know if that was the same actress inside the catfish costume, but like, (laughs) I thought that was really funny how like she acted like a fish. Uh, And then when her uh, head's taken off and she looks like kind of like a mouse, almost like a Peter Pettigrew sort of face. I thought that was also Mm -hmm. like kind of funny. Like she just, I don't know, the face she was making was nice. So there were like parts of her character that I liked and I liked the kid, like the little five-year-old that portrayed her, I thought was pretty funny. Uh, but overall, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, like, after you, like, yeah, I agree, like, the premise was good, but, like, after mm-hmm. you see her, like, something about it changes, and yeah. it's not as deep. Or, maybe deep's not the right word, but it's not as, I don't know, yeah. Okay, well, I was just looking let's... up, Yeah. and, um, I thought so, but I couldn't remember, so I was just looking it up. That actress was also on So Random, after Sunny with a oh, Chance nice. was cancelled. So she and Walter worked together. <gasps> what? Yes, they were both on a sketch comedy show. A golden duo. <laughs> so. Wow. Mm. You're really making me want to watch So Random. It's a great show. <laughs> Not as good as Honey with a Chance, but it's a good, great show. So are we on to defining moments? We are. Let's do it. Okay. Um, one of the defining moments that I had was... Um, the first time any mention is made of why Allie has stage fright. In the first episode, you have that she does have stage fright, but it's not really 
talked about why. It's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, stage fright is a normal thing to have. Whereas in this one, you had the, in kindergarten, Allie did not have stage fright, and now she does. And so Austin asks, what happened? Why do you have stage fright? And she says, I don't want to talk about it. So kind of setting up that maybe there will be an episode later that is about how Allie got her stage fright. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I had the same note about Allie's stage fright, and we see her... Uh, not quite as scared as she was in the Helen show being in front of an audience. Like, she mm-hmm. seems to have grown a little bit in it when we see her. She at least gets up on the stage. Yes. Like, you know, she doesn't actually <laughs> perform, but she does, like, you know, succeed in being on the stage. And, it, it, you know, it is a smaller audience than national TV. Um, True. But I, I, I thought we also saw that maybe, like, a little bit of growth there, too, or, like, she is getting in, up on from the stage even though she still can't perform or anything she mm-hmm. uh she she's you know she's brave in order to help Austin out uh, which i thought was uh i don't know some growth there on Allie's part in her stage fright yeah we uh i kind of already mentioned this in my high or right, go ahead uh it's we also see um we also actually get to see Trish get fired for the first time so far oh yeah so far i'm pretty do. sure yeah. we've only heard her come in and say guess who got a job at so she has a new job, or, oh yeah, I got fired. But this time we actually get to see her get fired. And we get to see how she does it. And it's by deep frying everything in the store. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's so exciting. We get to see Des fired at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I kind of mentioned it in my high, but that was another defining moment I thought is that this is the first time we see Des and Trish being friends without it being you know a big deal or even yeah. really mentioned uh, so they're not like as close friends as austin and Allie maybe but they're co-workers they do a prank together yeah uh we see them hanging out so that, i thought that was kind of cool uh, and exciting mm-hmm. um, and in general i think this episode is more uh kind of settled or like into its ways than the other episode like it feels more established than mm-hmm like, it doesn't feel like they're trying to set up anything. It just kind of feels like now we're into exploring the characters and their relationships more. Uh, which was kind of the case in the, you know, some of the episodes. But I feel like this one's, like, more relaxed. Um, yeah. It's not as much as, you know, it's more focused. It's not as all over the place as a few of the episodes were as far as plot goes. Mm-hmm. They've already the set more- up the mall we've set up these characters we've set up their relationships yeah. and, and now maybe we just get we to watch them that we can be interesting and funny and now we can <laughs> you know just have a more normal show yeah <laughs> as well <laughs> uh, yeah i thought this was one of the stronger plot way of developing a plot um compared to the first four episodes that we've seen i thought this mm-hmm. was a little bit more relaxed a little bit more focused uh not talking about like you know completely random ports or jumping all over the place, but you know focus yeah. clear plot with little little other things happening, but it's all kind of on a smooth trajectory. Yes, smooth sailing. Oh. That was a bad joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also had the night watch was my uh, only other defining moment mm. where uh, they're all four of them uh, camp out together. Yeah. Uh, to stake out the hater girl and try to find her. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty, uh, I don't know, nice scene. Defining scene of them all being together and yeah, planning together and that sort of thing. I can't 
can't remember off the top of my head, but I think like that might be the first time we have all four of them in a scheme together. Like, um, yeah, that might be true. Like Allie and Trish concocted that scheme together in a previous episode to trick Austin into thinking that Allie had a crush on him. Yeah. And Austin and, uh, Des and Trish had that scheme to cheer Allie up. Um, and to like, get Allie on TV on the Helen sh- or yeah the Helen show but I think this might be the first time that all four of them are in on a scheme together yeah that's a good point I haven't even thought about that but yeah I think that might be true because even the Austin's concert is like the three of yeah you know, Des, Trish and Allie doing something for Austin uh, yeah I think that might be that might be true that this is the first time all four of them are involved in a, in a scene together or it's not a scene, but a, a scheme <laughs> together. <laughs> They've been in the same scene before. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of them, actually. <laughs> uh, do you have any other defining moments, Ali? Uh, I called you Ali. Abby. <laughs> that's okay. I answered a post. Um, actually, my American Girl doll is named Ali. Doll? That was is back- she a girl of today? Uh, no, she's one of those Just Like You dolls. Okay, so yeah. So I named her Allie yeah. because it looked like my name. So Nice, yeah. That was before yeah, I watched I had, Austin uh... and Allie. Wow, that was like the first, uh, defining moment in your life about Austin and Allie. Yes, it, it was before you know, the show even came out. you to like Allie better. Yeah, wow. Yep. <laughs> uh, I had Baldy as an American girl, though. Really? Uh, and at the time, so at first I loved her, and then I was like, oh, actually, I don't know if I like her plot that much. And then I was like, nah, now, of course, I love her. <laughs> you know, she's my daughter. She's yeah. my first daughter. <laughs> Not my first. I had another doll named Darby, uh, who is a baby. But uh, me and my sister would play, and, uh, our, they were cousins. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was really fun. But we also, like, kept the original ages of the dolls to an extent. So, like, even though the baby doll was a baby doll, it was older than Molly because I had gotten the baby doll when I was two years old, right before <laughs> my younger sister was born. So, I don't know how we justified that, but uh, in our heads, it worked out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> the things that children do. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really fun. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, should we do Trisha's job tally? Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, so I believe there are just two jobs this episode. Uh, there is the pirate job. Yes. And the hall monitor job. Oh. When Trish was little. <laughs> yes. Which, uh, by our previously established canon, uh, I think she had an outfit, didn't she? Maybe she didn't have an yeah, outfit. Yeah, she uh, had But a we sash. actually see her. Yes, yeah. There's an outfit, and we see her doing it. It goes on our on our tally. Yep. So, uh, and it's real versus the shoulder angle. <laughs> One, two. All right. So we are to thirteen. Thirteen jobs. Thirteen in jobs for five two. episodes. <laughs> Still going strong. Going strong. Very admirable. <laughs> she works at least two jobs a day. She does. Uh, her resume was like five pages long. It's, you know, six pages now. 
<laughs> Broad, uh, diverse skill set. <laughs> Probably doesn't have any references listed, though. <laughs> uh, that's true. Except for, you know, she just says Austin and Allie and Des listed as her, uh, her co-workers. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I mean, as far as managing Team Austin uh, goes. What do you think Des would say if someone called, uh to ask for a reference about Trish. Like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about hiring Trish for a position at the uh, sunglasses shop. Oh, you should totally hire her. Trish is the worst worker I've ever heard. (laughs) She gets fired from all of her jobs. Oh. Do you think she's good with sunglasses? Does she have a passion for sunglasses? Yeah, Trish would love to have sunglasses (laughs) because she can sleep behind them. Trish is really good at sleeping on the job. Huh. Well, that's good to know. I think we'll hire her because she's our only candidate, but we just wanted to check. <laughs> Great. I'll tell her. All right. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> that's how I think that would go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, I have some deep probing questions. Fabulous. Let us probe. Um, how is there broccoli in Austin's teeth? Because... He says he has broccoli in his teeth once on the website, and it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And then he has it again when he's eating with Allie. But he says, how does this keep happening? I don't even eat broccoli. So my theory, um, for th- the first part is not so much a theory. Because Hater Girl does say, I will post more fake stuff. So I think it is reasonable okay. to assume that she faked the broccoli in his teeth. Because you could Photoshop that pretty easily. And also the piece that was in that photo was like so big that he <laughs> he would have noticed that. And then you, you thought that was photoshopped? Yes. Yes. Yes I do. <laughs> um photoshopped like the double take video. And then um I think the second one was actually a piece of lettuce from a sandwich that he had been eating. But because mm. Allie was thinking about the Hater Girl website where it talked about having broccoli in his teeth, she said, you have broccoli in your teeth. I see. I see. It's all a matter of uh, interpretation. Yes. Which is what my whole class about is about in grad school. Uh, so I have a more extreme theory. Okay. In the scene where uh, Austin is talking with Allie and having, uh, you know, lunch, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. I guess they're just talking mm-hmm. uh, near the fountain. And looking at the computer. Uh, in the scene behind them, there's a couple eating a meal. And on the couple's plates are little pieces of broccoli. Mm. So my theory is that the broccoli somehow comes from those plates. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not sure about the particulars. <laughs> I don't know if, like, you know, Austin was yawning and they happened to flick broccoli and it happened to land. And he didn't notice, and then he, like, you know, moved his mouth around or whatever, got stuck. Uh, I don't know how it happened, but my theory is that it's mm. the Sam Broccoli as his uh, his neighbors. Interesting. <laughs> I think I'm going to need a little bit more backup on that one. Uh, have you... I wish I... I should have written down the minute the scene was in. Uh, <laughs> but it is a fact <laughs> that there is broccoli behind, you know. <laughs> it's, uh... Interesting. It's, it is definitely broccoli, so. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder, like, they had to have picked broccoli very specifically for that scene. 
So I wonder if they wanted you to think that, if that actually is the way it is, because <laughs> they were like, we need to come up with a reason for broccoli to ha- for Austin to have broccoli in his teeth. Let's put some on the next people's plate, and then like people will come up with this can, you know, really crazy way for it to get in his stuck between his teeth. Yeah, it's like implied humor, kind of like this is a mad genius, only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my other deep probing question, which I, I, I kind of figured out, but I'm still not sure, is uh, how does Des say R with his mouth so wide open that Trish can put a hook in it? Because tr- I tried it. R. <laughs> and you can kind of do it. But it's actually like really difficult to enunciate it well. It kind of like sounds like it's not the normal way you say R. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least not the normal way I say R. I say R more like in the back of my throat with my mouth not that wide so i don't uh how does this do that (laughs) is there an r sound from another language that you don't say in the back of your throat uh yeah you can trill it you go (laughs) with like your tongue like that but you kind of still like your uh for that your tongue has to like flap against the top of your mouth so it's hard to open up your mouth that wide you can also trill your uh what you might call it the thing that hangs down that people punch in cartoons uvula you can also do that yeah you can also do that which is oh <laughs> i can't do it anymore <laughs> i used to be able to it's a uh, 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 uh but it sounds i mean it sounds more like uh like a you know american art yeah uh but let's uh would you be willing to try it abby and i'll see if you can open up your mouth really wide while you say r which one uh any of them yeah any of them let's see see look her mouth is only a couple inches open this mouth is like this all the way (laughs) open (laughs) Wide enough for Trish to get a hook and do it. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> Maybe uh, he's try. a ventriloquist. I bet Des is. Is that like a? <laughs> I bet Des is a ventriloquist, and he is able to manipulate the way he he's able to talk with his mouth in various configurations. That's that's my guess. Okay, I could buy that. That's like part of his deep talents. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I did get a little bit better at saying R with a wider open mouth as I practice, but it still kind of sounds, uh, you know, pretty forced. <laughs> but I, I could buy that maybe it's a skill you can develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like you can learn to do like the uh, live long and prosper sign if you exercise your muscles. Um, yeah, like that. My sister can do it. I can't really do it. But my sister didn't used to be able to do it, but she would practice every day. And she learned, look, Abby's like, <laughs> super fingers. <laughs> the advantages of being left-handed. Ooh. Yeah. I can't do anything else cool. Maybe that can be our get-to-know-you question for next week is, like, what bodily talents do you have? Oh, nice. Nice. We'll do that next week. Oh, I won't. Sp- no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> I can tell you right now, but it's a hook. 
<laughs> you're gonna have to tune in next time come back guys. next time <laughs> uh should we uh do a music review because uh even though we don't have a uh big production song we do have two songs supposedly written by kindergartners yes we have the ladybug song which is apparently not a good song <laughs> and we have the uh butterfly song yeah uh, but let's Shall we talk first about the Ladybug song? What are your your thoughts about the Ladybug song, Abby? I thought the Ladybug song was good for a kindergartner. It had mm-hmm. a nice little tune. It had um, a true fact about ladybugs that they have black spots. And then it had, you know, some typical kid things like eating pizza and riding bicycles. So I thought it Imagination, was... Imagination, you could say. Yes, uh, so you don't think the teacher was justified in looking absolutely disgusted by the song? The little the kindergarten teacher? No. No, I would be highly critical of any kindergarten teacher who looks highly displeased with a good faith effort by a five-year-old. I mean, come on, y'all. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, especially, it had the little ride my bicycle with little motions. Like, she, like, stomped yeah. her feet and, like, moved her, her hands. It was very creative. Um, and and Allie says that the lyrics uh, were kind of all over the place. But I would argue that, actually, the lyrics are very focused in uh, fun activities. Mm-hmm. That if Tilly were a ladybug, she would do. It's a, you know, yeah. imaginative... Uh, exploratory uh you know literary work by yes. kindergartner about uh who she would be if she were a ladybug i guarantee uh, you so i agree not the worst song ever <laughs> i guarantee you if you were to take the lyrics of that song and write them down and publish it and like just at- attach some famous name of a poet to it people would think oh my gosh this is like so imaginative look at him getting into the mind of a child how beautiful <laughs> And they would, like, start reading into all the layers, like, why pizza, of all things, and bicycles? But he has black spots. So, <laughs> Tilly does not get yeah, the credit she uh, deserves. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree, I agree. She has a reason to be upset for ten years. No, just <laughs> <laughs> she probably, you know, she probably should have moved past it. But I understand why she was initially upset. Uh, even if she, you know, should learn to control her anger better and all that. But, you know, she's just a five-year-old in that scene. Yep. Uh, then our other song, of course, is the Butterfly song. Yes. Which uh, Allie writes, but then Austin seems to add a couple verses to. Or maybe we just don't initially hear the couple verses. Um, but he adds a line about metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to, to Allie's kindergarten song. My guess is that for flashback purposes, Allie omitted the second verse. Okay. Like when what we perceive that makes sense. What we perceive as a flashback is Allie actually telling people, "Yeah, I had that song and I played it on the piano, and the lyrics were like, you know, I'm a little butterfly, spread my beautiful wings, etc." And because she's just telling them about it, she doesn't include the second verse because that's too much detail for. Her. A simple story about a butterfly song. That also makes sense for uh, Austin not being able to write a song. Yes. Otherwise, you know, it would have been Austin's <laughs> first actual uh, writing of a song. 
Yes. So, so that, that yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it is quite impressive that a kindergarten would write it. Some might even say unbelievable. Are you accusing Allie Dawson of cheating? <laughs> uh, no. I guess I'm not accusing her of cheating. I don't know what I'm trying to accuse her of. <laughs> Uh, I guess me being more of a prodigy than she shows now. I guess she still is kind of a prodigy because she's writing songs that are becoming uh, hits all over the country and all over the world. Yes. So I guess maybe it's actually just a logical. She is, in fact, a prodigy, uh, even maybe more than Austin is in her ability to write lyrics and yeah. songs and everything, do arrangement. So I guess maybe it makes sense that she'd show that in kindergarten. It just seemed uh, very, uh, very talented for you know a little five year old to write the song. Yeah. <laughs> with with those things. Yeah. I thought it was good though. That's a fun song. It is. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it too. It's fun. And I really like. I like uh, when I liked Austin's performance of it. Yeah, I did too. I like uh, Des's filming of it. <laughs> and he's uh, singing along while Austin performs. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I'm pretty sure he was singing the wrong <laughs> words. Uh, I thought it was just how they edited it. But, you know, maybe he was actually singing the wrong words. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past Des. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I, now I'm curious about what Des's lyrics were. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Des was actually singing the Ladybug song. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. He had compassion mm-hmm. for Tilly, even though he wasn't brave enough to show it in public because uh, there was all this pressure about booing. And, and Austin's his best friend. Yeah, yeah. And Allie's a friend. Yes, and Austin's partner. So... Maybe. Uh, I really do appreciate that Des is actually filming things all the time. Yeah. I, I, th- I, th- I guess we've seen it before, but uh, we definitely see it a lot in the future. Um, if we haven't already seen yeah. it, where Des is just filming anything that's happening. Yep. Really lends credence to the whole he wants to direct music videos thing. Yeah. Yeah. They all have a role. <laughs> uh, any lingering thoughts? Oh, you know what? First, we should do quotes. Ooh, quotes. So there aren't, I didn't think, as many quotes from this episode. Uh, it had a stronger plot, but fewer quotable quotes, which mm-hmm. I think worked out fine. Um, yes, I agree. I still found one for each person. Uh, so Austin, at the beginning, is making a pants Sunday. Where he accidentally drops ice cream on his pants. Yes. And then has all these Sunday supplies uh, in the counter. Like whipped cream and a cherry and peanuts and maybe some fudge that he then proceeds to put on his pants. Which he has taken off and eat it off of the pants. Which I think is a really funny scene. <laughs> I always enjoy that scene. Yeah. Uh, it's also a really funny way to right start out the episode. There's, like, no introduction. Yeah, it <laughs> it's just pants Sunday. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Des uh, has two quotes because, you know, Des. I'm biased here. <laughs> uh, so one is when uh, they're listening to Tilly recounting uh, the story of the butterfly song in the Ladybug song in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And she's going on about it. And uh, we, we come back from the flashback. Um, and Des says, which one did they pick? Which one did they pick? <laughs> like, he's, like, really sincerely interested yeah. in the story. Uh, and I really love it, because uh, I just love it when people are, like, show uh, enthusiastic sincerity. Mm-hmm. So I liked that <laughs> about Des, and it was yeah. also funny. And then also, uh, later in that same conversation, Ali is saying to Tilly, oh, we were kids, like, it wasn't a big deal, we were in kindergarten, kinder is german for kids and des says and garden is german for meatloaf <laughs> kindergarten meatloaf well, made, made of, of kids, kids. <laughs> and then austin says i don't understand and des says uh it's one part kid one part hamburger together <laughs> i thought that was i don't know i thought that was really funny that's maybe my favorite quote from the episode that's hilarious. My favorite Des quote was um, when he says, why don't you just get back out alley directly and cut out the middleman? Des! He's like, I'm just saying. You know, he, she could just... I'm just saying she could attack you directly. I didn't tell her how, like, you know, to use your stage right against you. And then Des says, Des! And covers his mouth. <laughs> I, th- I loved that. I thought that was great. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> what other quotes do we have? Uh, we have Trish saying, uh, so when they're doing their uh, stakeout, we have Trish uh, yelling after <laughs> Ali says, she'll have no idea we're hiding here. And then Trish yells to Des, who is taking a while to put the photos in the recycling bin. Hurry up, you dorf! Or you doof! <laughs> so I thought that was, that was yeah. a good Trish quote. And then Allie says, uh, as a kindergartner, she says, there's no eating in the classroom <laughs> to her fellow kindergartner uh, while yeah. he's just like eating a popsicle or whatever. Yep. Uh, and then she also says it later to Tilly, but I thought that was a uh, pretty funny, like, well, look, at, it's Allie in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Still same old Allie. Yeah. I enjoyed the flashback to when they were younger. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Although I didn't think the actress they got to play Allie was... Very convincing. But, like, it's always hard finding child actors and actresses to play established roles when they were younger. But Sure, yeah. I don't know, I kind of thought, like, a kindergartner who acts like Allie acts as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Like, who has that same sort of... uh, need to correct others or whatever kind of sometimes does act like that so i kind of i kind of bought it i was like oh yeah that's it doesn't seem natural for a kindergartner but there are kindergartners like that who Mm -hmm. you know act like little adults or whatever and it kind of feels unnatural in real life too so i kind of i kind of bought it but that's fair Uh, any lingering thoughts abby lingering thoughts about this episode um i couldn't find a place to put it in earlier so i'll just say that when i saw the title of this episode i couldn't remember which one it was and then i started watching it and i was like oh it's the hater girl episode 
And literally the first image that came to my mind was this orange catfish costume (laughs) writhing on the floor. It was like, that was what I remembered. And I'm pretty sure that when this episode came out, or maybe it was when Austin Alley first came out, there was some commercial campaign with that shot in like every commercial of like this orange catfish suit <laughs> on the f- and a person in it on the floor like being reeled in. I just thought that was a very weird <laughs> association to have. So random. <laughs> <laughs> it is a so random association. Actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also thought that was very noteworthy, uh, and I hadn't even seen that. <laughs> Somehow it's very memorable. Yeah, something about an orange catfish suit. Why a catfish of all things? I was wondering if that was a reference to the show Catfished, which I've never seen, but I know it's about people who make fake online dating profiles. Hmm. Yeah, I've never seen it either. I think probably not, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> I thought it was just a way for her to blend into the fish store. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she didn't realize that Trish... They don't sell catfish. Trish actually does know something about her job. She does, yeah. yeah. We don't sell catfish here. We don't even sell real fish. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Do you have any lingering thoughts? Uh. I don't have that many. Um, the only lingering thought I have is uh, related to Trisha's job and Des's job is that uh, one of the signs in the back says five fish dogs and like gives a price or whatever, but I thought fish dogs was funny. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> and there are other things like that too uh, where I didn't write it down, but like uh, the website uh, screens of Hater Girl's website, there are lots of funny captions. Mm-hmm. That's uh, And then other signs in the fish store are pretty funny. But I didn't noting of them down uh but i i did giggle in the moment so when you're watching this episode next time all you listeners at home make sure to pay attention to all the signs there's there's some treasure there sometimes uh treasure (laughs) it's too easy high quality high quality (laughs) (laughs) trust us it's worth looking for Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes background actors take the glory, but in Austin and Alley, uh, signs take all the glory. Yes. Yes, they do. Especially when they happen in the mall. They always have those great um, punny names. Uh, so this is spoiler alert for Austin and Alley, guys, but I really like <laughs> the Bill's shirt song with the three L's. And there's like been no comment on it so far. So there's a shop called bill's surf shop or something mm-hmm. or bill is spelled with three l's uh there's been no like reference to it currently but it's been in the background several times and later on it comes up but bill <laughs> three l's <laughs> so that always makes me laugh just because they haven't even said anything about it yet i remember that character now <laughs> oh gosh he's a hoot <laughs> he's a hoot yeah. <laughs> yeah i hope he's in the next episode or one coming up soon yeah i think he's in this these first 10 episodes, I think, because these are, I bought the first 10 episodes when I, before I moved to, or when I was moving back to Chad. Mm-hmm. So I've watched these first 10 a lot. Um, 
Uh, so I, th- but I think I think he's in one of these first ten. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Uh, shall we give some rankings? Yes. Um, let's see. I am going to give this episode. Let's see. I haven't. Have I done ten yet? I feel like I've done ten. Did I? Do ten? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> um, whichever one. I should uh, start keeping track. Yeah, but, I need to yeah. find my notebook where I have all of these written down. Um. I'm going to give the, whichever one I haven't done, I'm going to give it 10 or 11. Um, mostly because of what I talked about at the beginning that, um, after you see Tilly, the episode just got like pretty boring and the drama was gone, or at least that's how I felt. And you see Tilly in minute 11. I noted it because I was like, after this, the episode goes downhill. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, that's a large chunk of your episode. Um, and also, I thought that more could have been done with Trish and Dez working together, besides Dez just Mm. deep-frying everything, which stopped being funny after he deep-fried the football. Um, (laughs) or at least I thought it did. And then they deep-fried the whole store, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's... Okay. Um, but uh, I really do enjoy Austin's performance of the Butterfly Song. I think he and Allie have some great moments together. Um, and there was... N- so yeah, 10 or 11. Nice. Uh, so I was surprised going into this episode, I was kind of dreading watching it because I remembered uh, mainly the stuff about Tilly mm-hmm. um, and how she's portrayed and how they're not very kind to her and it's also not a very empathetic understanding by the show of uh people who really do have you know uh, Mm -hmm. mental illness uh so i was kind of dreading it uh but then it ended up not being as much of the show as i had remembered it to be um so we don't see tilly till minute 11 and then she is you know a large part of the show but if you ignore tilly i really like this episode uh i feel like it's really uh there's lots of friendships. The plot's a lot smoother than it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I was going to like give it like a really low ranking when I started watching it. But I think actually I'm going to give it like a 6 out of 19. That's pretty uh, good. That is, out of 19 episodes, I rate it the 6th the best. <laughs> we should probably explain our ranking system while I always forget to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. so the 6th best out of 19 is uh, what I'm going to say. I'm a little bit hesitant about it because I was like, well, maybe, like, I don't, maybe there are other episodes I just can't remember liking them as much, but I actually really enjoyed this episode. Wow, that's interesting. This is the first one that we've really disagreed on, number-wise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, The first episode, we were close, but I just, like... I, yeah. (laughs) I think, what did I say, like, four? Yeah, you still gave it a pretty high yeah. ranking. But I wanted to give it room but for improvement. six and eleven. <laughs> I was just like, this is the, this is the top. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. And then I think the next episode, you gave a 19, and I gave it, like, a 17 or an 18. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
Just uh, two different people. <laughs> uh, what are your uh, your plugs? Um, uh, something that you're enjoying in uh, past teen culture, or you're enjoying in current culture, if you have something this week. Okay, um, this one's a little bit of a long stretch, but um, I, uh, so those of you who are not familiar with Patreon.com, it's fabulous because content creators can go and um, create an account and then people who watch their channel or uh, consume their content can go and sponsor them for a monthly amount. And so I do that. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, we have nothing to. We have nothing to do with a Patreon account yet. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, I sponsor two different YouTube channels on Patreon, and one of them is called Say Goodnight Kevin. Um, his, uh, it's great. The guy's name is Kevin McCreary. I've actually met him in person. He is a fabulous human being and he is just so much fun, but he, uh, reviews mainly Christian movies. He's reviewed a few that are not Christian. Um, and he has like some podcasts and other channels, but the main thing is say goodnight Kevin and he does these movie reviews. And so... I am plugging not just the Say Goodnight Kevin channel because you will get drowned in how much content there is. He's been making this channel for years. <laughs> but specifically, Say Goodnight Kevin's reviews of Donkey Ollie 1 through 4. He has four of these reviews because he made the first one. It's this old... I don't know if it's old, but it's terrible. It's like really genuinely awful. Uh, children's uh, special animated with terrible animation um, about a donkey named Ollie who is the donkey that Jesus rides into Jerusalem and then other things happen in the subsequent episodes but Kevin reviews them and it's hilarious and you should go check it out <laughs> yeah I, I also watch Say Goodnight Kevin occasionally on YouTube and uh, it's, it's very refreshing <laughs> I love I love that like, channel <laughs> I also love Kevin. He's yeah. just like <laughs> such a hilarious human being. So let me tell you a really short story. Um, the other channel that I sponsor, Blimey Cow, um, the people who make that channel are very good friends with Kevin. In fact, Kevin is their sound designer. And they've all been friends for years and years and years. So last year, because I am a Patreon sponsor, I got to go to BlimeyCon and I got to go to the Taylor's house and meet them. And I walked in like a minute late and everyone was already quiet and Josh was talking. Um, and so he like... So punctual. Yeah. Um, and he finishes making the announcements and, you know, there's pizza, you know, grab a name tag, those kinds of things. And then I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm actually standing here with Kevin McCreary. I know you guys are like normal people and stuff, but I'm still just freaking out and very starstruck right now. And Kevin goes, well, I don't know about normal. And it was just like, <laughs> and then um, a friend of mine that I had known when I lived overseas, when I was like five to eight, um, and we had totally lost contact. We're both patrons of Blimey Cow. So we were both there and he and I were like, oh my gosh, we need to take a selfie and show this to our parents. It's great. And Kevin photobombed 
just because he could. <laughs> so he is just like a fabulous, fabulous human being. Go check out his channel. Watch his stuff. <laughs> you will not be sorry. What is your plug this week, awesome, Emily? Nice. Oh, well, I've had all this time to think of it because I uh, forgot to think of it before this episode. Uh, but I bought... <laughs> Good thing I was rambling. Uh, I bought a book this... <laughs> and still, I came up with nothing until like the pressure was put upon me. And now I have something. Great. <laughs> I so what bought is a it? book from uh, Half Price Books called Sophie's Masterpiece by Eileen Spinelli. I can show... I'll show Abby because we have video chat with each other. You audience will just have to believe me that it's a real book. Uh, but it's about, uh, it's a children's book, a uh, picture book. Uh, nice. Uh, about a spider who uh, knits things out of her webs for people. Um, and I won't spoil the ending, but look nice it is. <laughs> uh, so Eileen Spinelli is one of my favorite children's authors, and her husband, Jerry Spinelli, is one of my favorite, like, middle-aged children's authors. Like, he mm -hmm. writes novels. Um so I would highly recommend this book. Uh, it was published. Let, let me let me check. In two thousand one. Wow. Uh, the same year I think. Is that the same year Austin Alley came out? Is that true? No, no. I can't remember. Is that too long ago? Yeah, I'm crazy. That's way too long ago. <laughs> two thousand eleven is when they came out. Is that right? Yeah, that, I think so. Oh, I'm. Yeah. Ten years off. <laughs> Ten years before Austin Alley came out. That's okay. Uh, so they they could have read this as children. This is, you know. Hmm. But I, I like it a lot. Uh, it's a very nice book. Um, as are uh, Heat Wave by Eileen Spinelli as well. Uh, but I was very excited to see it at Half Price Books. That's awesome. Where can we find you on social media? Um, well, I now have two Twitter accounts. So there's my... Um, generic one that i've told you guys about before at abby Ketehe. it's capital a b b y q u e capital t e j e um and now i have a new one for professional development on teaching math so i doubt you guys want to follow that one but if you do it's at abs of math <laughs> nice <laughs> so there you go that's, that's exciting what about you can find me oh yeah yeah what about you Emily? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, um, at Third Culture Kid, uh, is the title of my channel. I am a theoretically monthly vlogger. My goal is to vlog monthly. Uh, and you can find our podcast at on Twitter at Abily Always for Abby and Emily, spelled I B I L Y, uh, and then always like you know you know always. <laughs> you can email us at. <laughs> You can email us at uh, ostleyalways at gmail.com. Hopefully, you know how to spell Ostley, you know, Austin and Allie. Uh, if you don't, you know, you should Google it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we also have uh, a website on WordPress. Um, we do. Which now that I've started to say it. Yeah, so uh, it's just basically our, our thing so far, our uh, episode so far. I think I did like an intro entry or whatever. But that's how we... I don't know if I... I don't know what security issues on revealing your RSS feed are. Seems probably minimal. Uh, that's actually how we post our, our podcast on iTunes, is by linking an audio to the blog, and then iTunes picks that up 
Interesting. A uh, little fun fact. Uh, I know I, I Googled how to do it. Uh, and then, <laughs> so you can get a WordPress website for free and you can post audio on archive.org for free. Anyone who's thinking of starting a podcast and doesn't want to pay a monthly fee, uh, you can post on archive.org any audio for free and then you can link it into the WordPress website for free. If you try to post audio directly to WordPress, they want you to pay a certain amount for posting audio. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, little tips. Little <laughs> tips about podcasting. Those are the only tips I have. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we will get better and we will have more tips as time wears on. I'm sure. Uh, yes, and our, our website is Abilie Always. I couldn't remember if it was Ostley or Abilie, Uh But it's abileyalways.wordpress.com. Sounds good. If you want to check that out. Uh, and I should mention that our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Yes, it is. Well, Abby, I would like to say Melius Simul to you. Uh, we are better together. <laughs> An audience, I would like to say Melius Simul to you. Uh, Abby and I are both better with you. Yes. So. Melius Simul to all of you as well. And Melius Simul to you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs>